It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now on today's show, here is your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. And we are thankful to have you with us today. Well, today's topic is a topic that I love, uh, as you know, or may not know, uh, my company, Lisa Lewis Company. We are a media and events planning company. And so the media part we do here every week with you on Tokenet Radio uh, Thursdays with the Lisa Lewis Show. And it's from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Check your local listings. And also, um, the other part of our business, we do event planning. And so um, today's topic is inspired because I have been commissioned, uh, the company, uh, to do uh, two upcoming weddings. And I am super excited about that. Uh, So today's topic is, it's never too early to plan your ultimate wedding. So our company has been commissioned to um, do a uh, wedding next year in August on location and also uh, the following year um, in August of 2019. And then the following year, we've been commissioned to do a June wedding in 2020. So I am super excited and super stoked about that. And if you would like to find out um, If we will be the right fit for your next fabulous event, including weddings, head on over to www.lisalewiscompany.com and look at all of the information there and all of the ways to contact our company is there right for you. You can always call us directly at 210-240-8845 and you can send us an email at lisalewiscompany at gmail.com. So there's plenty of ways to get in touch with us. And we're also on all of the social media platforms. So we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we're on LinkedIn. So uh, there, we're all everywhere that you all are at. And we are super excited to connect with you and do business with you. So let's get started with today's topic, which is again, it's never too early to plan your ultimate wedding. So in order to plan the perfect uh, celebration, in my opinion, here are I'm going to share with you some comprehensive um, checklist items that you can do. And it has a timeline in mind based on a 16 month length of average U.S. engagements. And so um, here we here we are and some are shorter. So if if your engagement is shorter or if your um, wedding is right around the corner, then, of course, I'm sure you have some of these or some of these will not apply to you. So between the 16 and 10 and nine months before your ultimate wedding, here are some things that uh, I suggest that you get to doing. Uh, start a wedding folder or a binder. Begin leafing through bridal 
lifestyle, fashion, gardening, design, and food magazines for inspiration. Work out your budget. Determine how much you have to spend based on your family's contributions and your own. Pick your wedding party. As soon as you're engaged, people will start wondering who's in. Start the guest list. Make a headcount database to use throughout your planning process with columns for contact info, RSVPs, gifts, and any other relevant information. Want to keep costs low? It may be brutal, but the best way to do it is to reduce your guest list. And that is so important. I was talking with one of my clients the other day and I was saying, okay, what's your guest list? You know, who do you plan on inviting? Because that's going to determine, you know, that could be half of your budget or at least a third of your budget just with food alone. So if you have a limited budget and you're, you're inviting a hundred or more people, just know that half of that is going to go at least is going to go, um, on feeding those guests. So I, my suggestion with that is you might want to have, you might want to start with your list and then by process of elimination, you might want to, um, uh, go through the list and see who you just, you know, who's always been there for you through thick and thin. Um, and you might want to invite them to both the wedding as well as the reception. And then those newfound friends or acquaintances or um, colleagues, you might just want to invite to your wedding. So those are uh, options that I tell um you know, all of my uh, clients, especially if you're working on a very limited budget. Um, and so we'll get into some more of that as time allows today. Um, next up, you'll want to hire a planner if desired. A planner will have relationships with and insights about vendors. And that's another thing that is key that we bring to the table, whether it's my company or another um, event planning company is that we usually have contacts or we can make contacts. Um, you know, we can reach out to, uh, to, you know, to photographers, to, um, you know, caterers, to your cake vendor and other people and set up those appointments for you. Or if you cannot make those, some of the appointments and we can step in, um, if, if that is, you know, a possibility, or we can, there's so many different forms of technology these days that you can FaceTime, you can Skype, you can set up telephone conferences, uh, you can email a lot, you can text. So there's different ways that you can get um, um, in contact with people, even if you're not in their same town or city. Next up is reserve your date and venues. Decide whether to have separate locations for the ceremony and the reception, factoring in travel time between the two places. Next, book your officiant. Next up, research photographers, bands, florists, and caterers. Keep their contact information in your binder. Next, throw an engagement party if you wish. But remember that your invitees should be on your wedding guest list as well. 
So we've gone through uh, the things that need to be done either 16 months to nine months out. Next up, uh, eight months before your ultimate wedding, these are the things that you should be on track to do. Hire the photographer and the videographer. No need to talk specifics yet, but be sure that the people you hire are open to doing the shots that you want. Book the entertainment. Attend gigs of potential acts to see how they perform in front of audiences. Then reserve your favorite. Also, these things, so a lot of these things can be done by word of mouth. You know, somebody that you love, if you went to a friend's wedding and it was spectacular and you liked some of the vendors that they had, then you can ask them for referrals and reach out to those particular um, uh, vendors. Meet caterers. If your wedding venue doesn't offer its own catering service, look for one now and hire the service this month or early next. Next up is purchase address. Um, you'll need to schedule time for at least three fittings is what I recommend. The veil shopping can be postponed for another two to three months. Reserve a block of hotel rooms for out-of-town guests. Pick three hotels at different price points close to the reception venue. Register. Sign up at, at a minimum of three retailers. And that's important too. Um, so you also want to keep in your um, keep in mind with the guest list that you have. So if this if this is going to be a fancy soiree or um, something of that nature, then you know you'll you'll um, probably want to go with higher end um, uh, uh, registries. But you know I tell people to keep it at you know a moderate and then you know maybe low moderate and a higher end. That way, people have three different choices, and depending on their budget, they can get that perfect gift that you have on your registry um, for you with no problems. Next is launch a wedding website. Create your personal page through a free provider such as WeddingChannel.com. Note the date of the wedding, travel information, and accommodations. Then send the link to invitees. And this helps out a lot because out-of-town guests uh, will feel more comfortable RSVPing earlier if you um, have the different information on there for them, like, you know, how to get there, <laughs> how close in proximity is, uh, is the hotel from where the wedding is or where the reception is. And if you have both at one location, then that cuts down on a lot of confusion from our, for out-of-towners who might not know your area specifically. So um, that helps a lot also. And then it also makes one feel a part, more part of your special day. And they are super excited and can hardly wait for your day. And that's what you want. You want people to celebrate in this engagement time with you all. And by putting pictures on there and putting um, the different plans like, oh, today I, you know, I talked to my a wedding planner and we discussed colors and uh, the, you know, the cake and, you know, without giving out too much specifics, you know, things that you, if you want to wow people and then of course you don't want, you want to keep certain things close to the vest, but some things are, are great that you can share um, with your, uh, 
you know, with your guests. And that, that just keeps them so excited and engaged in your day. And that way, when they do see you on your day, they're more warm and, and loving upon you because you kind of brought them in on the whole experience. So please stay tuned. And on the other side of the break, we'll get back talking about it's never too early to plan your ultimate wedding. So keep the dial here right on the Lisa Lewis Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and we thank you today for being with us. And um, stay tuned. of our own voice, it always sounds different than we think. This is because the bones in our skull create a resonance from within that makes our voice sound deeper to us. But our recorded voice is how others hear us. I'm sure I'm not the first person who has uttered the words, I really don't sound like that. Do I? Margaret Thatcher famously underwent vocal training to lower her voice and make her sound more statesmanlike. Recently, British Airways polled Americans and Britons to see who they believed had the sexiest voices. Morgan Freeman was voted number one. If a judge loves the sound of his own voice, expect a long sentence. What's a word for a person who loves to hear the sound of their own voice? A philodox. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and we are thankful to have you with us. Well, today's topic is, it's never too early to plan your ultimate wedding. And before the break, we went over um, check 
a few things that should be on your checklist starting at uh, 16 months to nine months. And then um, we also went through um, what to do at eight months interval. And so now we are at seven to six months before your ultimate wedding. Here are just some things that I suggest as an event planner that you have on the top of your list of things to get done before your special day. Next up is select and purchase invitations. Hire a calligrapher if desired. Addressing cards is time consuming, so you need to budget accordingly. Start planning a honeymoon. Make sure that your passports are up to date and schedule doctor's appointments for any shops you may need. Shop for bridesmaids dresses. Allow at least six months for the dresses to be ordered and sized. And I suggest that if you know that you're going to have them made, the earlier, just in case things happen, the earlier, I would suggest if you're going to have them made, that you start out at least a year before your date. Um, that way uh, you can find the perfect person and then you can have a backup plan if um, you know something were to happen uh, where the dresses were not uh, made to your satisfaction, then you have a little more leeway of uh, starting over if need be. Next, you need to meet with the officiant, map out the ceremony, and confirm that you have all the official documents for the wedding. These vary by county and religion. Send save the date cards. That's always fun. Next up, reserve structural and electrical necessities. Book portable toilets for outdoor events, extra chairs if you need them, lighting components, and so on. Book a florist. Florists can serve multiple clients on one day, which is why you can wait a little longer to engage one. Plus, at this point, you'll be firm on what your wedding palette will be. And um, for those, I, I know a lot of times people ask me, well, should... <laughs> should, should I go with fake or real? It really just depends on your your preference. Um, I always prefer just like Oprah. I always prefer uh, live, um, you know, plants and live, um, uh, you know, uh, flowers, if you will. And so, but it's just to each its own. But when I when I'm asked for my opinion, I always say, you know, plan a little have some type of budget, at least for the flowers. And if you would like to go fake, then um, silk flowers are always nice. But um, I would try to keep the uh, the bouquet live. And then if you have an arrangement where I see some ladies now are wearing an arrangement on their head, you know, their headband and it's flowers, I would suggest that those are real as well. And you can always go to a, um, a, excuse me, a florist and maybe get uh, flowers that they were going to discard and maybe get those at a very, very good price. And then you all could, uh, maybe you could have some of your bridesmaids pick those and, and, um, and uh, make them look nice. And then you can have those for your boutonnieres as well as for your corsages and things of that nature. And also you can go to a tree farm ahead of time and, um, you know, uh, petition them to, uh, 
for the different uh, flowers that they have. Again, depending on when you get married and what flowers are in season, then maybe you want to go with uh, those or maybe some that were in last season. They might be more, if the seasons are about to change again, you might be able to get them at a very economical price. So, but when you can, in my opinion, I think real flowers um, will stand the test of time. And I know people say, well, flowers die. Uh, and so do people, you know, we, we, you know, we, we're going to pass at some point, but until we do, we like to preserve ourselves and look as bet the best and as fresh as we can. Right. So I believe in, you know, that flowers, um, make a huge statement in one's, um, ultimate wedding. Next up is arrange transportation, consider limos, minibuses, trolleys, and town cars, but no that low to the ground limos can make entries and exits dicey if you're wearing a fitted gown. Also, um, you want to leave enough room if you are thinking of doing a vintage car. I know one of the weddings that I'm doing next year, uh, that's what they're considering. And so we're already reaching out to um, different vintage car um uh, operations in order to see what's going on because you know if you are going during the time where the the children are graduating or right before graduation when they have their proms and all of that think about that those those cars are in higher demand as well so what i like to tell people as far as your wedding you can never start too early and that's what the topic is today it's never too early to uh, plan your ultimate wedding because if you're planning, you have to think about other people are planning as well. And waiting to the last minute uh, could be to your disadvantage because those who plan well, they start early. And so they have the better of the venues, the cars, the dresses, the this, the that. So it's always imperative that when in doubt, at least start some of these things that I am going over today and um, commission people to help you. If you have your mother, your future mother-in-law, your future sister-in-laws, um, get everybody in on the bandwagon, those who love you and um, who care about uh, making your day special. Ask for help. And that's another thing I would suggest. You know, don't be afraid to ask for help because everybody knows that it's a lot of moving parts when you're putting together an ultimate wedding. And the more people that want to have help you, the more hands that are in the pot in this situation could be for, um, you know, a better day once you tie the knot. So consider those things. Next is start composing a day of timeline. Draw up a schedule of the event and slot in each component, such as the cake cutting, the first dance, the mother-daughter dance, um, the um, mother-son dance, you know, all of those things, they need to be put in because I tell you, it's so easy on that day to forget things. And, you know, and it's up to us as wedding planners to um, go through these timelines with you and also have the checklist. And that way, because it's your day and I don't want you to feel um, stress, any more stress than what that day brings of its own. And I want you to be able to reflect on it and look back on it and say, you know what, we really had a wonderful time. 
And so that's where wedding planners can be very effective in making sure that everything is in a timeline and that everything on the checklist is done without you having to worry about it. And then you and your groom can just show up and have the day, uh, the day of your lives. So if you're just tuning in, we appreciate you keeping the dial here on the Lisa Lewis Show. I am your host, Lisa Lewis, and today it is Thankful Thursday, and we are so thankful to have you with us. Uh, we always enjoy your feedback, so keep it coming. Keep the emails coming to lisalewiscompany at gmail.com. Also, since we're talking about wedding planning, if you are looking for a, a wedding planner, feel free to go over to our website at www.lisalewiscompany.com and check out all of the things that we have going on. Uh, what motivated me to do this uh, topic today is because I had two weddings, one um, next year in August of 2019, and then another I've been commissioned for for June of 2020. So it's just so exciting um, to get to share uh, and the lives of these couples, um, and, uh, to get to plan it. So I thought, okay, why not, um, talk about that today on the show. And you'll want to stay tuned because next week we are going to have a phenomenal, um, guest on the show by the name of Lauren Harris. So look him up if you have not already. It's going to be fabulous to sit down and chat with him over the hour. So stay tuned um, for that. And also, we would love for you to head over to iTunes and search for The Lisa Lewis Show and listen to our podcast. You can also download those because I know movers and influencers are always on the go. And those podcasts are specifically designed where people on the go can still listen uh, to the Lisa Lewis show. So we thank you so much uh, to all of our list loyal listeners. Okay. So we're going to get into um, the five to four months before the nuptials. Um, and these are things that you should be uh, doing in order to make the, your, um, your day a true success. And so uh, first up is book the rehearsal and rehearsal dinner venues. Negotiate the cost and the menu. If you're planning to host a day after brunch for guests, book that place as well. Check on the wedding invitations. Ask the stationer for samples of the finished invitations and revise them to suit your needs. Select and order the cake. Some bakers require a long lead time. Attend several tastings before committing to any baker. Send your guest list to the host of your shower. Provided you a <laughs> know about the shower. So if you know about it, then uh, it'd be great to send the guest list. And if not, then that's for your, um, your lady-in-waiting or your matron of honor or maid of honor to make sure that she gets that. Or the mother of the bride or her sister can make sure that the guest list is given to the person that's going to host uh, the shower. Next is purchase wedding shoes and start dress fittings. Bring the shoes along to your first fitting so the tailor can choose the appropriate length for your gown. Stay tuned to the Lisa Lewis show. And on the other side of the break, we'll talk more. Thank you.
is Jack, and you're listening to my mom on the Lisa Lewis Show. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here on the Lisa Lewis Show. I am your host, Lisa Lewis, and today is Thankful Thursday, and we are so thankful to have you with us today. Well, the topic of the hour is it's never too early to plan your ultimate wedding. And we have been through a plethora of things that, in my opinion, as a wedding planner, is in your best interest to do at the different intervals. And we started back from 16 months to nine months. And then um, we did eight months. And now um, we did eight months. uh, And now we're down to five to four months before the special day. Next up, right before the break, we talked about purchase wedding shoes and and, uh, start dress fittings. Next on the list is schedule hair and makeup artists. Make a few appointments with local experts to try them out. Snap a photo at each so you can compare results and make a decision. And next on the list is choose your music. What should be playing when the wedding party is announced? During dinner, to kick off the dancing, keep a running list of what you want and do not want played. And it is very important to have a two-playlist as well as a do not playlist for your DJs or your band. Uh, that That is important uh, to do that. And then you'll want to assess the climate uh, or the people that'll be there. Will this be a grown-up sit down um, or will it be a family? Will there be, uh, you know, elderly people there? Will there be small children? Um, you know, because you might want to have a separate section if you can if it's in your budget just for children and I suggest people who do have families with a lot of small children sometimes they may not feel comfortable coming because they know they have to have the the little ones in tow so if it's in your budget and you can afford it to reassure them uh, especially for out-of-towners you might want to hire a couple of nannies um, and have a section just for kiddos and if you can have a children's table where, again, nannies can watch them, um, and that way that'll allow the adults to have adulting time, uh, then that would be great, too, only if it's in your budget. But I suggest that to people who want to decide children or no children, because that might mean some people that you really care about 
might not be able to make it or feel uncomfortable staying long because of their, their little ones. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Next up, we're down to three months before the ultimate wedding. Now you'd like to finalize the menu and flowers. You'll want to wait until now to see what will be available since food and flowers are affected by the seasons. Order favors if desired. Some safe bets, monogram cookies, or a treat that represents your city or region. If you're planning to have welcome baskets for out-of-town guests, plan those now as well. Make a list of the people giving toasts. Which loved ones would you like to have speak at the reception? Ask them now. Finalize the readings. Determine what you would like to have read at the ceremony and whom you wish to do the readings. Purchase your, excuse me, your undergarments and schedule your second fitting. And uh, you'll want to take those in tow uh, at the fittings as well. Finalize the order of the ceremony and the reception. Next, print menu cards, if you like, as well as programs. No need to go to a printer if that's not in your budget. You can easily create these on your own computer and print those out. Purchase the rings. This will give you time for resizing and engraving. Send your event schedule to the vendors. Giving them a first draft now allows ample time for tweaks and feedback. Now we're down to two months before the ultimate wedding. And here's some things that I recommend. Touch base again with all the vendors. Make sure any questions you or they have uh, on your first draft have been answered and any new questions that have evolved. Meet with the photographer. Discuss specific shots and walk through the location to note spots that appeal to you. And with this one, it depends on the the um, time of the wedding. When is it going to take place? Um, I suggest sometimes that we start earlier or we come in earlier, even before the nuptials and go ahead and take uh, some of the pictures to get that out of the way. So that way, after the nuptials, we're not standing, people aren't standing around another hour or two hours before they go and to the reception. Unless you have, unless you have it planned that way. Now, if it's specifically planned that way, say your um, your nuptials are at one, and then they're over by two, and then you have that period of two hours where you're going to stay and stick around and get the pictures taken, and then you already have on the invitation that you know reception to start at four thirty or five thirty in the evening, and it's at a different destination. Well, now people know that in advance and they can plan accordingly. Maybe they can take the kiddos back home and maybe, um, you know, they might have a nanny or a loved one who can watch the children and then they can change into something more comfortable depending on if it's formal or informal reception and then they can meet at the reception. So you just want to keep those things in mind though. It's very important to, um, you know, see how long would you like to keep people waiting between the nuptials and the actual uh, reception, especially if it's a sit down. Because if that's the case, a lot of times, I know I've even done it, people tend to wait and not eat. So you might want to let people know, especially your family, you know, you might want to bring a snack or two (laughs) in your purse, or if they have small kiddos, they might want to bring them something in case uh, the reception is a couple of hours following 
the nuptials and not immediately after. Next, you, you would want to review the playlist with the band or DJ. Though you probably won't be able to dictate every single song played, you should come prepared with the wish list. But I would recommend going through that with the DJ. I think it's very important um, to have all of the songs that you'd like played. And if you can't think of a lot of songs, another thing I would suggest is ask some people that you care about and love. What, you know, what would you mind? What would you um, like to dance to? And then take that into consideration. I do suggest that depending on if you're going to have mixed company, such as small children and the elderly, that you might want to listen through the songs. And I know that's involved, but, you know, you just want to make sure. Or you might want to tell your DJ specifically, no songs with profanity or lucidness, whatever the things are that you want. Um, I suggest that you stay on top of it. And if you have a wedding planner, that you have them do that. Because I know when I'm, you know, when I'm around the house or doing chores or things like that, I can listen through um, my client's playlist and, and listen for those things that they say they did not want. And then, um, you know, when we have our next meeting, let them know, look, you might not want this song because it had some things that you didn't want uh, played at the wedding. So you just you never to me taking a little time out before your special day could be the make or break of it. So that's what I um, always suggest. Next, you'll want to send out the invitations. The rule of thumb is to mail invitations six to eight weeks before the ceremony. Setting the RSVP cutoff at three weeks after the postmark date. Submit a newspaper wedding announcement. If you're planning to include a, photo a photograph, check the publication's website. Some have strict rules about how the photo should look. Enjoy a bachelorette party. Uh, arranging a night out with your girlfriends um, or a bachelor party with your guy friends generally falls to the maid of honor and then the best man. Um, but if she hasn't mentioned it or he hasn't by now, feel free to ask. <laughs> Just for scheduling purposes, of course, if a celebration is in the works or if they'd like to have one. Um, that's, that's important to know. Now we are down to one more month before your ultimate wedding. Here's some things that I suggest. Enter RSVPs into your guest list database. Phone people who have not yet responded. Get your marriage license. The process can take up to six days, but it's good to give yourself some leeway. If you're changing your name, order several copies. Uh, next, mail the rehearsal dinner invitations. Visit the dressmaker for your last dress fitting, hopefully. For peace of mind, you may want to schedule a fitting the week of your wedding. You can always cancel the appointment if you try on the dress then and it fits perfectly. Stock the bar. Now that you have a firm head count, you can order accordingly if you plan to have a bar. Send out as many final payments as you can. Confirm times for hair and makeup and uh, with all of the vendors. Email and print directions for drivers of transport vehicles. This gives the chauffeurs ample time to navigate a route because you do not want to be late on your special day. Assign seating. Draw out table shapes on a layout of the room to help plan place settings. Write the names of female guests on pink sticky notes and the names of male guests 
on blue sticky notes so you can move people ab about without resketching the entire setting. I found that out. <laughs> so that is a good tidbit to, to have to incorporate. And then purchase bridesmaids gifts. You'll present them at the rehearsal dinner, write vows if necessary, and get your hair cut and colored if desired. So on the other side of the break, we will take you through the week of the wedding. And then if we have time, I'll talk a little bit about um, your, your wedding reception. Um, as well. Well, we have a little more time, so I can go ahead and get through um, at least some of the week of the wedding. You'll want to reconfirm arrival times with your vendors. You'll want to delegate small wedding day tasks. Choose someone to bustle your dress, someone to carry your things, someone to be in charge of gifts, especially the enveloped sort, someone to hand out tips, and someone to be the point person for each vendor. Next, send a timeline to the bridal party. Include every member's contact information along with the point people you've asked to deal with the vendors if problems arise. Pick up your dress or make arrangements for a delivery. Check in one last time with the photographer. Supply him or her with a list of moments you want captured on film. Set aside checks for the vendors and put tips and envelopes to be handed out at the event. Book a spa treatment. Make an appointment for a manicure and a pedicure the day before the wedding. You might want to get a, a stress-relieving massage as well. And I suggest um, uh, the day before is fine, but I usually suggest to people three days before. That way, the day before, three to five days before, and that way, the day before, if you need to go back just for touch-ups, or if there was a smear or something of that sort, then you can uh, you can have those things done. Now, on the other side of the break, we will return and come to the final list of it's never too early to plan your ultimate wedding. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here on the Lisa Lewis Show. And we'll be right back. for you to do yes start living inspired be here for living inspired with trisha goyer thursday afternoons at 4 3 p.m central on toginet.com trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts trisha is a wife mom speaker family expert and author of 24 books for more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, TrishaGoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. 
Patricia's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Patricia expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Togenet.com. Hey there, it's Christine Gallagher from She's Got Clients.com. I'm really excited to share with you the first annual Get Clients Online giveaway. I have gathered a spectacular group of contributors who are providing you with amazing gifts that will help you get cash flow in clients in less time online. So I've teamed up with more than 50 other business industry leaders to bring you templates, checklists, and other valuable goodies to grow and scale a sustainable business that brings you more income with less effort. So all you need to do is head over to getclientsonlinegiveaway.com, put your name and email address in, and you'll get instant access to more than 50 free business building tools, templates, products, and services, including Facebook funnel templates, LinkedIn cheat sheets, sales scripts, and so much more. That's getclientsonlinegiveaway.com. Head over there and enjoy your free gifts. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here on the Lisa Lewis Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. Today is Thankful Thursday, and the topic is it's never too early to plan your ultimate wedding. So we were just wrapping it up. We have talked through 16 months all the way down to the week of your wedding. And so before the break, we were saying that you um, might want to get your manicure and pedicure. I'm suggesting three to five days ahead of time. And then the day before, um, you might want to go get any touch-ups. Also, you want to make sure that if you have brand new shoes that you are um, every couple weeks walking those, walking in those to break those new shoes in. So that way it won't be awkward or uncomfortable on your the day of. And also you'll want to have some ballerinas some flats, I tell you, for the cheat times, like when you're just sitting down um, and eating, you'll want to change out. Now, of course, when you are on the dance floor, you might want to have on your heels, ladies. Um, and if not, the ballerinas are a great, um, a great um, uh, thing to have. Also, some people uh, have tennis shoes that they have fancied up and then they choose to do those too. I know Serena Williams, she wore um, her tennis shoes and uh, they were all dolled up. So uh, that's another suggestion as well. And uh, again, you want to get out your list to everybody because usually vendors close down their list within 72 hours of an event. Uh, and so you want to make sure that you have your final wishes and lists over to all of your uh, respective vendors. And then you just want to relax and get ready for your day. I suggest the day or two before that you um, don't take on any new things and that you, um, you know, you are in meditation and prayer <laughs> often and just have quiet time. And if there are a lot of questions concerning the wedding, what colors, what kind of cake, 
allergies and things of that nature, which should already have been addressed, but I'm, I'm sure you will get those calls, then it's best to refer those calls over to your wedding planner. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to take the stress out of your special day. And so for out-of-towners as well, you can give them um, your wedding planner's number or the designated person, and then they can handle um, any directions and things of that nature. But so many road closings and so many road expenditures, I just tell people to um, do Google Map or Yahoo Map or whatever maps they'd like to use or um, for, you know, for instructions. Because I'm telling you, the day of your nerves are going to be already on edge. And so that is not the day to try to give instructions. And as we talked about earlier, for those out-of-towners, uh, it's probably best if they don't, if they've never been to your destination before, to go ahead if they don't know how to do it or um, or to be helpful, you can go ahead and ask them, well, what are you going to take, you know, what route are you planning on taking, and then send them uh, the route. Usually you can send it um, via text or um, MapQuest or some other form of uh, GPS and, and get that over to them before months in advance, <laughs> before the special day, so that will cut down on those types of questions, such as how do I get to the reception? Because um, I, I, I tell you, you will, you will, <laughs> you will get those. Um, now I said that I would um, share with you all about if we had time, and we do have a few minutes here about the wedding reception. And uh, so I do have a checklist for things to do. Uh, for you know to plan your wedding reception as well and that's a good thing to understand that if you're on a tight budget then there are different receptions that you could do you could do a cake and champagne reception only you could do uh, champagne and hors d'oeuvres uh, you could have a brunch that just means that you're going to do it much earlier in the day um, but you can do that as you know as well uh, finger foods. Um, you also can do a buffet style if you don't want to do a sit-down plate. Uh, so these are just some different things that could save you economically if you are on a stringent budget. So here is my ultimate uh, checklist of some of the things uh, to do in order to plan your dream wedding reception. First things first, and that is pick the wedding date. And then choose your reception theme. What is the theme of your reception? Then you'll want to um, do your wedding venue. You'll want to book and reserve a reception venue. Verify with your reception venue to make sure your vendors will have access to the site when they need it. Drop off favors, place cards, guest book, toasting flutes, and other reception items at the venue before the wedding day. Next, plan your wedding, reception food, and beverages. You'll want to hire a caterer if needed, attend a tasting event, probably more than once, finalize the menu and service details with caterer, choose your beverages, including soft drinks, wine, champagne, and liquor, uh, if you're going to have that. Uh, if you're on a tight budget, I do suggest that people just drop the the, the spirits all together and 
what's very economical is to have, have uh, tea, uh, coffee, uh, maybe uh, soda drinks, soda pop, or in, of course, water. So, and you can do that now with lemon, lime. You can have water with different fruits in it and make it festive and, and very colorful. You can also do a signature non-alcoholic drink. Uh, for your day, like if you all, you know, you get with someone and you all a mixologist or something and you and your husband to be decide on what, what you love. Like if you like strawberry, if he likes cherries and then they can do a signature non-alcoholic beverage. That would be special, at least for the toasting part. And then for the other, you can always have tea. Tea is very, um, economical. Then you will want to give a final head count to the caterer, um, confirm setup instructions and menu items. This also, when um, if you know that you have people in your family who have different health uh, problems or health concerns or dietary needs, you'll want to know that in advance. And for those people who are SVP back, you'll, you might want to have a, a card in there that, you know, if you um, if you want to say you know, chicken or poultry or steak or whatever it is, poultry or beef or poultry or pork, um, then that way they would be able to tell you if they have specific dietary needs. Um, some people are vegetarian, vegan, some have a paleo diet, uh, things of that nature. Some are diabetic, and these things you would need to know in advance so you can work these uh, particular dietary needs out with your uh, caterer. And then you'll want to figure out your dessert for the reception. Next up is the wedding cake. Hire a wedding cake vendor. Make an order for your wedding cake and confirm details such as head count, delivery time, and location with your wedding cake vendor. Then you'll want to do your reception music. Hire a band or a DJ. Select the MC. Select songs for introductions. Your first dance your cake cutting, your father and daughter dance, your anniversary dance, and the last dance. And as I said before, you'll want to compile a list of must play and do not play songs. For the flowers, uh, you, you've hired the florist, so now you want to confirm your number of bouquets, your boutonnieres, and your centerpieces with your florist. Also, you'll want to make a list of who will get bouquets, corsages, and boutonnieres. Have someone oversee this on the wedding day. And usually, again, the wedding planner will take care of that. She'll have someone on her team who will be given um, different tasks in order to make your day a special one. Then you'll want to confirm uh, the delivery location time and the setup arrangements with your florist. So the photography and the videography, uh, you'll also want to make sure that you create your must-take uh, photo lists, as we talked about earlier. And then you'll want to confirm the location of your reception, the date, and time with your photographer and videographer. The rentals that you have, you'll want to have the suppliers um, know exactly and finalize your order for, um, for the event and they'll need to know exactly when to bring it, the setup. You'll want to walk through that with them. And also the breakdown as well, because I know a lot of times uh, the venues, they have a certain cutoff. Usually they're at midnight. So 
So, of course, you'll want to have that planned. And as the party is slowing down, then you'll want to corral everyone. Of course, thank them for coming. And you and your bride and bride and groom and will want to say a final uh, speech and thank everybody. And then you'll want to get everybody out of there so that the caterers uh, and the rental um, suppliers can come in and tear everything down and then do a final clean and a walkthrough and uh, leave the facility in. Then that's about getting your deposit back. Usually if you're going to have um, spirits, they will ask for a higher deposit and then you also have to hire security. So you want to keep that in mind too. If your budget is very tight, then there's no room for booze, right? <laughs> because now you have those extra things that you would have to incorporate it and then it just wouldn't be worth it. But I hope that this has helped someone out there who is planning their ultimate wedding. And again, please contact Lisa Lewis Company. If there is anything that we can do for you, uh, we love playing weddings around here. You can always go over to our website and see what we have to offer at www.lisalewiscompany.com. And we would love to have a consultation, a free consultation with you and see if we are the right fit for you. And if not, I can always refer you to other fine uh, event planners just as myself. And I am just so glad that I get you all's feedback. So keep it coming. And I implore that you have a blessed and thankful Thursday. And remember, when you bring us your business, we'll bring it to radio. Thursday, it's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movers and influencers.